What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 17 of the Rip City Rundown podcast. We've got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, let's just start off with how you doing? How you doing right now? I'm good. Um, got a haircut today. Feeling feeling good. Um, Damian Lillard's at the USA camp, so he's obviously happy right now. And um, yeah, I'm a little sad because not a lot of Blazer news these days. We're in the doldrums of the off season, but I'm doing good. What about yourself? Doing good. We had some work on the studio that is to come soon for a more video purpose podcast. We put up a couple jerseys, put up a cool little backdrop. You'll get to see that in the podcast coming soon. Yeah, we just got to get a few more uh, equipment things, kind of finish the setup, and then, yeah, video form. And, uh, yeah, there'll definitely be more quality videos coming your way very soon. But let's jump into the podcast. I'm glad you're doing good there. Um, should we just start off with the main question of the podcast, or do you want to say that? We'll go and start off with that. That's probably why you clicked on this video. Um, the title of the video is, Can Damian Lillard Win a Championship in Portland? And it's a question that all sports media asks, and some people take it a terrible way because they're just like, oh, Dame should be traded because that's the only way he'll win a championship. We're yeah, actually for this, gonna, for Yeah, for this uh, for this question, we're going to assume Dame stays in Portland's so, so whole career because then if he leaves in two years, then... Well, that, is, that is the question. It's can Dame win a championship in Portland? I know, but when you're saying like a bunch of people will be like, he just wants to leave. Like that's not an option here. So to the Laker fans, which we'll talk about you later, by the way. <laughs> let's just go and let's just go and talk about it before we do it. Uh, Damian Lillard posts a picture on Instagram at a WNBA game because he's in LA because he's actually shooting a movie right now or he's getting ready to release a movie. Yeah, he's going on the release tour for Space Jam Two, which I'm super excited about. And uh, he posts a picture at, I think it was probably like the Los Angeles Sparks game, and there's purple and gold in the background. With the news oh flash. When the, when the premiere of the movie or the movie like tour, pre-tour, is in L.A., he's going to go to a basketball game because he's a basketball player, and it's purple and gold. And what do Laker fans do in the comments? They think he's going to they the Lakers. They lose their dang mind. I don't know. I, I find it so annoying because it's like – Look, there's a lot of fans from a lot of different teams this offseason that, you know, they do the Photoshop, they put Dame in their jersey, and that's fine. Like, if Kevin Durant, at like, there's questions he's going to leave, I'm going to be like, oh, I wonder what he looks like in a Blazer jersey, because that'd be sick. But Laker fans are just another level. They just think they can get every player, and they're entitled to every player. And they just think they can get Dame or Bradley Beal or some insane player for Kyle Kuzma in a bag of chips. And Okay, this is actually going to lead on a quick tangent before we actually get into the main purpose of the video, but... Being a Lakers fan, do you think it's actually fun? Like, it's fun to root for players that you didn't groom, you didn't see come up through struggle and pain, and you're just getting yeah, players Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's fun because when you're winning, like, you can't be like, winning's not fun. But I don't think it's the most rewarding or fulfilling when it's not like your hometown, like, you bred guys. Yeah, because, like, you look at Suns and Bucks fans, and I mean, like, Suns and Bucks fans have got to be like... They built it. They built it like sure you signed Chris Paul, but like in the end, yeah, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna draft a championship team. You're gonna have to get someone free agency. But you know when you're the Lakers, I mean, sure you could say the Lakers. And then the Lakers fans' argument is, well, we draft, we groomed all that young talent and cashed it in for for AD. But did you do anything for LeBron James? No, no. you just happened to be in Los Angeles. Exactly, so. and that's annoying when teams. And I guess I'm you know just it, it's tough being a Portland fan because if you're the if you're a Portland fan, your team basically for four to five years has to get every personnel decision almost right in order to make it to win a championship. Cause you're not going to get LeBron in free agency. You're not going to get bailed out, but Lakers fans can, 
you know, sign Tim, Timothy, you know, the, the Lakers can sign Timothy Mozgov, Luol Deng, pay all these crappy players huge deals, which, why the Blazers aren't good. That's what they did in 2016. So, respect, that's fine. But then, like, you, the Blazers can't just be like, oh, well, you know, we're just going to forget about that and sign LeBron and trade for AD. Like, I mean, you're the Lakers fans, you can, you can do that, and Lakers fans just take it for granted, and it's annoying. And now they think they can get Dame. Yeah, and another thing is, like, Lakers fans can go from one superstar to another superstar with the, like, just the snap of fingers. Like, okay, the thing that was so frustrating to me is Lakers fans were genuinely, genuinely upset they didn't get Kawhi. It was like, you want LeBron, Kawhi, and AD? And Lakers fans, like, I listened to a podcast of House of Highlights through the wire, and they have a Lakers fan on the podcast, and he's like, the only way this team is ever going to be good again is if we get another star, we have to trade for Bradley Bill or Damian Lillard. I'm like, buddy. You don't have to. You still have it. No, LeBron you James can actually AD. have like make good moves and do what the Suns did. LeBron and AD are a better tandem than Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but the Lakers supporting cast is vastly worse compared to the Suns. And I hate to say it, unless you pay some sort of astronomical luxury tax, tax, uh, Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell Pope is not getting you a superstar. I hate to say it. Yeah, exactly. That, that that's the other thing. Now. Granted, the Lakers are the most popular team in the NBA, so there's going to be a lot of casuals that like the Lakers who don't know what they're talking about. That's fine. I'm not trying to, like, go at you or anything. But, like, please stop saying that Kyle Kuzma, KCP, and two firsts is good enough for Dame. Neil Olshay might not be a good GM for the Blazers, but he's not that dumb. He's not that stupid. Yeah, but like, this turned into a Lakers hate podcast, and we're yeah, no, we don't. Blazers. We're not. Like, if you're a Lakers fan and listen to the podcast, I'm glad y'all won the chip. Uh, I'm a LeBron. I fan. actually like to see LeBron yeah, win. I like chips. to see LeBron win. I think AD can be a little bit of a baby sometimes, but that's my opinion. But what, just street clothes. Yeah, AD street clothes. <laughs> Anthony street clothes Davis. I'm just kidding, but I I want LeBron to do well because I want to see I want him to be the goat because I never got to see MJ play personally. I was born after he retired, so. Uh, oh, actually, no, I take that back. I was born before he retired, but past his prime. So he was on the Wizards. Past his Bulls days. Yeah. Okay, but the question of the podcast is, can Dame win a championship in Portland? And I think if I was a betting man, I don't know what I would bet because so I don't no. think he would. I don't think it's like, at this point, his best chances to win a championship, in my opinion, was obviously 2019. And then honestly, this past year, because the league was so wide open, a lot of injuries happened. You could have been like, I, like. But I, I think it's going to be the same thing next year. They, they, I, it still can be. Now, they're still going to be like, the Nets are still going to be a thing, and maybe they're super good. But Lakers yeah, are going to be really good again. But that's like, in that's the every East. Team. That's in the well, yeah. The Lakers are going to be good. Um, you know, it's either like, do you have a super team out west, or do you have like six really really good teams? It's kind of it's take your pick. Like, the Blazers ran into the Warriors every year. Speaking of the Warriors, they're going to be good next year. So the West is so competitive compared to the East. So the Blazers are kind of in this spot where it's like, if we everything breaks right, our ceiling is probably the Western Conference Finals. If everything breaks worse, it gets swept in the first round, 2018. We saw that in back-to-back years. 2018, bottom of the barrel. 2019, probably the top of the mountain for the Blazers, unless you get a second, like, true star next to Dame. And that's the million-dollar question. And I think... I don't think Dame's going to leave Portland. I really hope he doesn't. But I can I'm I understand why he's publicly putting pressure on the Blazers to do something. Cuz Dame's not going to sit there and twiddle his thumbs and wait for Neil Shea to make a big move when he hasn't since 2013. And a thing is like he's not going to make everything public. 
I mean, I know he's made a lot of things public, like he's trying to force the Blazers' hand when saying, like, who knows, he could request a trade. But he has told Neil Olshay in private what he thinks the team should do, and he said that at the USA Basketball thing, um, that he's not going to make that public. He's going to keep that between him and Neil, and it's I guess it's Sorry, up to you, Neil. Wait, what about USA Basketball? What do you mean, what about USA Basketball? I thought you were talking about USA Basketball just then. I was. And I was talking, but I was talking about how he was being interviewed at his USA Basketball thing. Dame. Dame. Because just the media is just asking in general uh, oh, about the oh, Blazers. Oh, and then you're saying Neil's Dame said he won't say anything. Dame said he's talked to Neil, but he's not going to make his conversations gotcha. with Neil public. I just said the USA Basketball because I was just putting the setting out to where it was. Gotcha, gotcha. Speaking of USA Basketball, could we see any recruiting going on from Dame? We've seen a lot of stuff from Dame. I mean, he's wearing number six. Why is he wearing number six? I forgot. I do know why he's wearing number six. He actually, I don't know if it was a tweet or an Instagram post. Look, guys, the other thing is when it's like the offseason, news is hard to come by. So, right, yes, we're right now we're talking about Laker comments on Instagram and a Dame post. Like, we're not a, we're not like a the paparazzi here. We don't. We're not just going to make up storylines the whole time and yeah, say yeah. We're just Dame trying to. We're, we, there's not much Blazer news these days. The coaching search is over. Bill Ups is the coach. Um, but Dame chose six because he was drafted number six. He's a six-time All-Star. I think he was six-time All-NBA selection. And there were a couple more significant to the number six. There was something with USA Basketball that was six. Oh, like, oh was the last time he was with USA Basketball was six years ago. That's what it was. Uh, so Dame, I mean, it looks like he's having a great time at USA Basketball. I hope he gets a gold. I hope he starts. Uh, I think he should. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much playing time he gets. Um, obviously, the last thing I want him to do is get hurt, just because like it's not, you know, that screw the Blazers. But I also want him to have fun, and you know, they, they let's not kid ourselves. They should win gold. Obviously, the most talented team in the world, the USA. So I would like to see Dame play a major part in that. That would be good for him. And I just hope, like you said, I hope he has a good time. Just get his mind off the Blazers a little bit, just with all the turmoil. Not, I wouldn't even call it turmoil, but just like the unrest with uh, the Blazers recently. A report that came out recently, we'll just go over, is Kevin Love. He's obviously at Team USA right now with Dame and all the other guys. But the fact that the Cavaliers are more than likely probably going to approach a buyout if they have little success next year, which is... More than likely, they're probably not going to be a big playoff team. They might sneak into a play-in game. But Kevin Love could get bought out, and some of the options you could go to is two of the, the two top ones is Warrior, Warriors and Trailblazers. And before you say, no, I don't want your Kevin's Love contract, you want to take on his contract, It would be this would be for a vet minimum or yeah, something so, like that. So Kevin Love, yeah, like I said, the, the big thing is we're not going to take his massive contract. It'd be for vet men. Now, if we moved on for Mello and now had Kevin Love as that veteran scorer off the bench, to be honest, I'd rather have Kevin Love than Carmelo Anthony just because what Kevin Love brings on the defensive end and rebounding. Kevin Love's a very good rebounder. But I would like to see Kevin... Now, thing is, Kevin Love's playing major minutes like Mello. You know, that's that less about how good or bad Kevin Love is and more about the holes in the roster. Because if Kevin Love's playing major minutes... That's on the roster con- construction. But he is an Oregon native. He's from Lake Oswego. Um, I've heard that he wants to play in Portland at some point. I think the time is nearing where he could really have that possibility into the career, end of his career. Um, yeah, he, I think he wants to go back home. I think if he was to get bought out, he would probably – I don't want to say he would choose Portland and just have like a biased, blind eye to the situation. But – 
like, what is he going to do for the Warriors, really? I mean, you already have Draymond Green securing that power forward or small ball center type. So I think the Blazers would be personally the best option for him. He could mm-hmm. even come in and start, yeah. depending on it's what just... the roster looks like the next year. But that's this wouldn't happen until in the into the season because you're not going to yeah like halfway through summer. the year yeah halfway through the year it could be like what canner was for us a couple years ago bottom out played good minutes in the playoffs honestly that might be the best signing we've had in the past five years canner canner even though it was a buyout but like i can't think of a better i might just be completely signed seth somebody. curry he was big i personally think canner was probably bigger at least for especially for the moment given the fact that nurk ended up going down but that's enough about Kevin Love. I mean, there's not much to talk about. Again, this is a dull part of the season. I do think it's funny how the Warriors and the Blazers are so interconnected. Because, like, you have, like, this Kevin Love thing, and you have Ben Simmons and the two trade suitors for the 76ers right now, the Warriors and the Blazers. And, you know, the backcourts always get compared. So, you know, it's pretty funny. And I would say a lot of my family, a lot of our family, they're, they're also they're not Warriors fans, but they all came from the California area. So, you know, they, they always, you know, as the second team, they were Warriors fans. I think until KD joined them, at least. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Warriors and Blazers have kind of always been connected. It's kind of a little rivalry, which is cool. But, yeah, I don't know. I found that interesting. But back to the topic at hand. Now, if Kevin Love buys out and goes to Portland, does that win Dame a championship? No, obviously not. But but it's, I think more, the, it's more bodies for if you do catch that break in the playoffs. That, that, that's the thing. It's like, like look at the Suns. like... You have campaign De- yeah, like going De- off. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and we'll say Aiton. Yeah, we'll say DeAndre Aiton. Those three guys, and we'll say Mikel Bridges. Those four guys, this, those are the Suns guys. The, the Blazers couldn't just get Mikel Bridges because like, they didn't draft him, obviously. Or, or Cam Johnson. Like, campaign, I know the Suns drafted campaign, but campaign wasn't like the Suns, like, that's our guy. Campaign, Torrey Craig, Jay Crowder. Like, these are guys at the Suns GM signed to play minutes. And I said before the year, Jay Crowder, great addition, great 3 and D. Now, you know, he might not be as good on the Blazers as he's on the Suns, but still, like, like even LeBron, the Lakers, when they won, just veteran role pieces. Yeah, the Suns are a perfect example of that because they actually built their team to fit their team. They didn't just go out and get big names. Now, I'm not going to say we got Melo just because he's a big name. Cause that but, moment, like, it's, like, but, like, when you trade Gary Trent Jr., are you trading him for another small guard? Yeah, Come like on. the Suns drafted Cam, pa- Cam, not Cam Payton, Cam Johnson with the 11th overall pick back in the 2019 draft, and that was such a reach. But Cam, he's Cam perfectly uh, or not for them. Cam, uh, Kobe White. Remember his, yeah, his, his reaction? reaction was like wow. Perfectly summarized the like everyone's reaction to that pick. Like he shouldn't have gone there. They probably could have traded down to get him, but they got their guy when they needed when they needed a guy to do the role he does. So like I think that's what the Blazers should approach this offseason for. Don't go for the big names. You and. Um, it's like here, like 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 Roco. Roco, for example, it took two firsts, so yeah, there's a little of an overpay. But Roco is a, the type of player that fits this team. Three and D, three and D, D D D D D. You need defense. You need defense <laughs> on this. Yeah, yeah, you need defense in this league. If you're the Blazers, you badly need defense. Chauncey, I think, will up the uh, defensive rating a little bit. But with the current roster we have, we're nothing better than like twenty third. Like let's just be honest. Like we're we're not pushing the top twenty in the league with this this roster. Three underside guards, a great team, um, team defender in Rocco, and then Nurk. You know can't cover up everyone's mistakes. We just need that like one that lockdown one on one defender that can still be okay on the offensive end. Like Derek <coughs> Ben Simmons. Was, <laughs> it's so like it's so hard to know if Ben Simmons the move for Ben Simmons would be a good trade. Like we keep coming but, back but, to but that. But that's the thing. It's less about is it a you good trade. You you have to. 
like give me another situation when a player as talent just raw talent as Ben Simmons is going to come up like I remember last year it was like can we get Dame for Ben Simmons and some you know some assets now it's CJ for Ben straight up I mean his value is an all-time low this is one of those situations that we were talking about that doesn't come around every day why did James Harden get to Brooklyn well it was a weird situation in Houston why did the Blazers could have run at James Harden, but they were like, we don't want to trade C- CJ, which you know, it's like, looking back, you're like, really? Uh, but Kevin Love to Portland would fit well, in my opinion, and I think if that option comes out, you should pursue it. Uh, coaching candidates, there actually is a little bit of coaching news that we could go over. It's the assistant coaching staff. There's a couple guys that have been released as some candidates. It's former Bulls and Clippers coach Vinny Del Negro. Uh, Scott Brooks, obviously the ex-Thunder and Wizards coach. And then also Lakers assistant Lionel Hollins. Now, none of these names really jump we off the page. The I would say Lionel Hollins is my favorite of the, the three. Uh, Bring back David Vanterpool. We could. I don't think he would leave to come back just to be mm-hmm. another assistant coach. But Del Negro hasn't been in the league, or however you say Del Negro, hasn't been in the league since, <laughs> since like 2013. So I don't really think he would be that good. And then Scott Brooks is just... I don't think he's that good of a coach. He kind of a head coach. But how? Like, sure, maybe. Like Jason Kidd, terrible head coach, great assistant. But like, how do we know he's actually a good assistant coach? I don't know. It just they're the Lakers. Well, why not go get the Lakers assistant coach? One of them. Jason Kidd. Lionel Hollins, Lakers assistant. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about these guys, assistant coaches, to say. Who's good and who's not? Look, everyone's going to have an opinion on the assistant coaches. It's a lot of people who know basketball really well, and they're going to be like, oh, this assistant coach is a terrible call because he hasn't been in the league since 2012. And it's like, and? Like, is he going to make the – like, yeah, he's going to help make decisions. But if Chauncey is comfortable with him, if that's who Chauncey wants, you got to trust the man. you got to trust the guy you just gave the big contract to in the end. I think Kenny Atkinson would have been really good, but he actually ended up going to the Warriors. So another intertwined little Warriors-Blazers thing. I mean, he was super good at developing D'Angelo Russell yeah, and a lot of the guys coach. for the Nets. It's a good coach. Um, I don't know. Assistant coaching staff is not a huge deal. I think it's less about how good the – okay, you gotta have you gotta be good at coaching clearly, but like I feel like it's more about like how you, how the coaching staff like, their the strengths and weaknesses and how like you know Chauncey Billups might not be the greatest offensive mind. We bring in an offensive minded coach, a, assistant coach, you can help him with that. Like you just need to mix and match the coaching staff well. Like if you have a bunch of offensive geniuses, where's the defense? You know you just gotta be a balanced coaching staff. And to be honest. A lot of people don't know a lot of assistant coaches, so when people complain about it, I don't take too much stock in it. Speaking of assistant coaches, just something live that just came through on the Woj Twitter is the Magic just uh, announced a new coach, Jamal Mosley from the Dallas Mavericks, an assistant. Not, I don't know anything about him, but I mean, since the Blazers are in a dull part of the season, we might as well talk about other teams. Speaking of other teams, this is something we've talked about a lot. It wasn't We weren't planning on talking about this coming in, but the Atlanta Hawks... You've made the comparison. Have we talked about this before? Hawks comparison to the 2019 Blazers and how we, we might have, they could have I'll, very I'll false expectations next year. Yeah, so the Hawks, for some reason, when I was watching the Hawks this postseason, um, I have a lot of friends who are Hawks fans, and you know they just reminded me of me in 2019. Um, but I had this theory that the Hawks are going to be like the Blazers in terms of I think their ceiling is Western Conference Finals with the current group that they have. I think Trey Young is good. But undersized guard, 
Hello, C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard. And a good defensive center, Clint Capella. Hello, Yusuf Nurkic. Clint Capella is a better defender than Nurkic, but you get the comparison for comparison purposes. Now, the Hawks just made it to the Western Conference Finals. They could have easily lost in the first round to the Knicks. Personally, I thought they were going to lose to the Knicks. Look at the Blazers in the first round. Yes, they won 4-1 against the Thunder. Just like the Hawks. Just like the Hawks did. You know, but one of those was a... You know, if game one was tight, and game five required an epic shot by Dame, which, of course, I'm not going to be like, it was lucky. No, but, you know, it's a make-or-miss league, so it could have gone the other way. And then in the second round, the Hawks take care of Philly, just game seven on the road, just like how the Blazers did in Denver. So, you know, it just looks – the Hawks have a similar team to Portland where, like, Portland had their stars. Their star – their 1A and their 1B, Trey and Dame – and CJ, and to be honest, for the Hawks, it was a lot of different guys. But that's kind of the point. The Blazers were like a team in 2019. Canner, Turner, Harkless, Aminu, Hood, Curry, like all these guys. Zach Collins was healthy. And, you know, the Hawks do too. But the Hawks, because that team overachieved, I don't think they're going to keep everyone. They're going to sell some guys. I don't know if they'll make the best choices. They might keep them. And I just don't think that team is talented enough to go past the Western Conference Finals. Eastern. Um, yeah, sorry. Eastern. And their GM did say that already that like they're gonna have to make decisions on who's staying and who's leaving. Uh, the fact that they're so young, a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're young; they'll just get better." Well, that's a blessing and a curse because at some point, all those young guys that are performing for you exactly. are gonna want to get paid. Trey's on a rookie deal. Yeah, you're never gonna get this many quality players yeah, around Trey. You again. can't keep this team. You can't. I I hate to say it. I mean, I don't hate to say it, but for his own good i don't think trey young's ever getting this close again to the finals he's never going to get two games away from the finals again in his hawks career in my opinion yeah if yeah i could see that i don't know next year i just don't think the hawks are going to be in the western conference finals like don't don't expect the hawks to be these repeat team western because this is a blazers podcast and we talk about the west all the time um eastern conference finals excuse me but you know to be honest that the east right now is looking like a Bucks Nets two horse race, especially if Ben Simmons is on his way to Portland. Just kidding. Um, back to the original question: If Dame wants to win a championship, Ben Simmons is going to have to be on the team next year, or someone of his caliber. Do you think like next year if the Blazers don't like Dame's going to have more years to win a championship than just next year? You would think. Like, do you think last year's his last? Like, how many years does he have a? Good basketball, where he's actually the best, can be the best player on a championship team. I think like three years. <laughs> but also, when he's a sh- he's like a shooter. Like I could see him turning into like a Chris Paul type player. Like, is Chris Paul the best? I think the Chris Paul is the most impactful player on the Blazers. But is he the most talented? It's Booker. Like, but let's like, be honest. How are we gonna get a guy better than Damian Lillard on the Blazers? That's just the only thing. Okay, right now you're not, but when Dame's thirty six, you will. If you want to win a championship. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's hypotheticals. It's so far into the future. Can Dame win a championship in Portland? Do you think he has one more big playoff run left in him in Portland at least? For sure, for sure. You say that for sure. For sure. I think the Blazers have another Western Conference Finals in him because I think Newell Shea, one of these years, will actually swing for the damn fences. And, you know, I, I'm not going to play the injury card, but I would if this team was fully healthy all year, would they have been a six seed? Probably not. They would have been a three or four seed. Now they might end up playing the same team, so they could lose anyway. So really, that's why I'm saying I'm not going to play the injury card. But let's not lie. The Blazers have had some tough injury luck, so to speak. It's actually crazy to think about the Nurkic injury might have pushed the Blazers. Like, it actually pushed the Blazers back 
a while because a we were in full strength for our Western Conference Finals run. I think that then was, we panicked. That was the year. That was the then year. we panicked and made a bunch of dumb signings, dumb trades. Looking back on it, at least exactly. If 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 Nurkic doesn't get hurt, Whiteside isn't on the team. Harkless and Leonard are still on the team. Well, Leonard wouldn't be at this point. You all know why, because um, of what happened on the Twitch stream. But. Um, or, you know, Whiteside wouldn't be on this team, or Harkless or Leonard would be moved for, you know, maybe a better piece. So let's be honest. Harkless and Leonard for Whiteside, for a year of Whiteside and $27 million of cap space to sign who? Whiteside, like... Hazonia Tolliver? Come on. 2020 was the stupidest. Neil was had his head in his... You know what. Um... I, I mean, is it. that all we that's, there's, that's all. Again, this is a dull part of the Blazers season. There's not much to talk about right now, but we still wanted to get a podcast out just to give you guys any updates that we have. Look for a podcast in the future as someone's Maybe like spazzing. once a week. Like in the future, once a week, unless there's a big Blazers thing, and it might not even be a podcast. It could just be a video. I just got to get to free agency and then the draft. Yeah, it's, I mean, and it's opening the night, fact, baby. The fact that this season got pushed back so much is now like when you're thinking like right now we should be talking about new free agency signings. We still got to deal with the finals, but maybe we'll have a video version of the podcast coming out soon. Hopefully, uh, got a really cool studio down here now to record this podcast in. So look for that in the future. You got anything to say before we're done? No. Uh, so make sure to subscribe, like the video, uh, give it five stars on any audio platforms, and we'll see you for the next podcast. Peace.